It's time for Breathe Again Magazine, the radio show. A moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. Listen to real-life testimonies from women and men just like you who have gone from victim to victorious. Sit back, listen, connect in the chat room, and share the show with a friend. Here's your host, author, and motivational speaker, Nicole Cleveland. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. Today, our topic is how to divorce your story. My guest is Tanya Carter. Now, she's an author, she's a coach, she's a speaker, and she's going to tell you like it is if you're stuck in that story of being divorced. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nicole, for having me. I appreciate it. You are more than welcome. Look, um, let me first say thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for the work that you're doing um, out in your community. You're reaching out to individuals that have been through what you have been through. Um, And it's not an easy task, but you are willing to step forward and help those that are suffering in silence and suffering in secret. So thank you. No problem. Thank you. Awesome. So, Tanya, how would you describe yourself? Tell us a little bit about who Tanya says Tanya is. (laughs) Well, Tanya is just a girl from the South. Um, I'm from Decatur, Georgia, which is a little bit outside of Atlanta. Born and bred it here. Um, Very down to earth, straightforward. Um, Not no fluffer at all. Um, loves to laugh <laughs> and loud too, loud and country and um, seriously, just loud. Um, and, and truthfully, just, just really want to fulfill my purpose here on earth. Um, I mean, I don't have a long, like this long thing. I'm just, I'm just a woman who has found her purpose in life and now just really wants to help, you know, women find theirs as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, look, I was reading um, a little bit about you, and you said you were married for 10 years. uh, No, you were married for seven. You were divorced for 10, but really divorced from your story for five after the 10 years. And I said, oh, that's good. I want you to unpack that. What does that mean, Tanya? Well, um, what I realized was that walking away was just half the battle. The rest of it is how you allow it to impact you, whether that be anything in life. But for me, it was more so uh, my divorce. And so um, what I saw was that I saw a lot of same, a lot of the same patterns show up in my life um, from my mindset to my emotions to the relationships or, you know, that I had with men. And it made me see how, yeah, I walked away legally but mentally and emotionally I was still stuck Mm. and so I had to detach myself from that so it's more it was more about changing my own narrative on how I looked at um, life and most importantly how I viewed myself 
And so I had to go down that journey of really rediscovering, reinventing myself from the inside out. Yeah. What are some of those things that triggered you to say, "Mm, I'm still stuck. I need to deal with what I need to deal with. What are some of those things that would come up? Well, one thing I would say would truly allow me to really see that I wasn't happy with my life was back in 2015 when my father had his heart attack. I think that just allowed me to see what was already there Hmm. as opposed to pretending, you know what I mean? Like I just woke up. I felt like I've been asleep Mm -hmm. um, this whole time. And so seeing that or experiencing that with my dad, just let me see how short life really is. And it just allowed me to say, okay, Tanya, you need to get real with yourself and stop pretending and acting like you're good when in reality you you really ain't happy with the choices you make and you ain't even happy with the woman you become Mm -hmm. and so I just gave myself permission to say yes to something that I already knew Mm -hmm. it was just now taking the necessary faith walk to do what I needed to do yeah that's real good Mm -hmm. um you also wrote that you lost five jobs in four years (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. you did not realize that you were you were kind of depressed and it all stemmed from the divorce. Um, where were you at in your mind at that point where it seems like you were just existing? And a lot of times, a lot of us, we are, are not living. We're not thriving after we've come through a, a really hard breakup, a betrayal, a divorce. Um, we find ourselves stuck, but we know how to play the game, right? We know how to do church. We know how to put that smile on. We know how to mask mask up before we go out, even outside of the corona, <laughs> right? Um, right. <laughs> so if that's what it seems like, it seems like you were just merely existing. Right. Um, when my ex and I decided that this was done, two weeks later, I lost my job. And then I lost four jobs after. I mean, mm. it was a recession, but it was more about the, the mindset that that created, it created a fear, it created an unhealthy fear, it, it created a mindset of scarcity and lack and desperation. Okay, well, let me just find a job. Let me just get whatever I can get. I'm a single mother with two kids. Even if this job pays me less than what I deserve, let me just go ahead and take it anyway, because I got to do what I got to do. And I respect that. But in the same mind, in, in the same token, I was still accepting less than what I deserve. And it was in other different areas of my life. And so I had to learn how to create and renew a new mind, even from a place of money. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tanya, how did you do that? What were the steps that you, t- you took to get Tanya back, um, to move past those insecurities and those feelings of being unworthy? Okay, well, the, the first thing, and I always say this, and I know that may, this may sound very minor, but it's the most important one, and that was to make an intentional choice. Because what happens is you you feel good, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I got it. And then tomorrow, the mind is so powerful and it plays tricks on you. And now you're like, you know what? Nah. And right. so you cycle, <laughs> I don't feel like it. I don't, I don't feel like it. I ain't right. doing it. You know, it ain't happening right. in 24 hours, so it ain't going to happen. And so I had to say, no, I'm going to commit to me and renew a new covenant to myself. Mm-hmm. And so making that choice allowed me to understand that there was no other option. And that was the first step. And the next thing I had to do was just start planning my head with something different. And this is real. I started with a book. 
I always tell people, like, if you ain't got the money, get on YouTube, you know, follow That's people right. who you feel like really feed your soul and spirit. Yeah. Because I had to start detoxing mentally. And truthfully, I didn't know all the answers. I know, and, and nothing is cookie cutter. You have to customize this thing according to who you are and where you are in your in your journey. I had to face myself. I had to realize that this was a fear. I had to stop pretending like I was okay. I had to stop saying, you know what, I'm strong. I had to just really get deep with me. I had mm. to say, you know what, this really does bother me. Mm-hmm. This is a trigger of mine. I had to face the fact that I was hurt. I had to stop acting like I had to be the strong black woman for everybody. I just had to let go of that. And so it was about that part that I needed to do. And that's very important because sometimes we're told you're strong and you wear that with a badge of honor. And strength is knowing when it's too much. Strength is knowing I'm not okay because now you can do something about it. And I think for me, one of the biggest things I had to learn how to do was process my emotions. Mm -hmm. I had to build an emotional intelligence. And I had to understand my thoughts. I had to understand my feelings. Um, But understand that this wasn't a 24-hour process. It was just along the journey on what I needed to do. But I started feeding myself with something on purpose. I wasn't listening to just anybody. I was listening to certain people. I was listening to like the Les Browns, the Eric Thomas, the, you know, I was listening to people like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were really feeding my soul. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to understand that what I used to do and how I used to think no longer fit in the new journey. So I had to start choosing consciously. I had to, mm-hmm. you know, those, it was just those small things, those micro things that I really put a lot of emphasis on because I know everybody wants this overnight, like quick oh, yeah. gratification fix because we're on this social media and we're, I need it tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I hate to bush a bubble, but it doesn't technically work that way. Mm-hmm. So you have to really, um, think micro and really say, okay, how do I start? And making that choice is probably one of the biggest things because people give up on themselves too easily, Mm. you know? And so I had to make a decision and, 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 and and trust my path and know Mm. that if this didn't work, what else can, you know what Mm. I mean? Like, it wasn't like, okay, if this don't work, I'm done. It was, I was just, I made a commitment. I renewed a vow. That's good. And you renewed a vow to yourself. Absolutely. Uh, Let's talk about that whole strong black woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I often tell people, you know, because I think the ones that are the strongest, those individuals that are independent, they do it on their own, they never get help. <laughs> and so when the question comes up, well, you could have asked if I needed help. Well, you had it. I think you look like you got it. You look like you got it. Talk to to me about that, that whole strong black woman vibe. And I got this and I'm good because we're really not good. Yeah. Um, I, I tell like when I'm on my lives and even when I tell my clients, I'm like, look, there's nothing wrong, nor is it weak to need help. Yeah, um, is it doesn't, you know, we unfortunately in our culture, we pray struggle quite often. Um, we think everything has to be so hard. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, and we, when we, we praise that we thrive off that if it's not hard, then something ain't right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, nah, I mean, just today, I was just really like, thank you, God, so much for giving me a community to help me as a mom of two kids, because I couldn't do it by myself. Mm -mm. Um, And I don't want to. And I had to let that go. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, receiving 
it's okay to receive. Like some of us don't know how to receive and we're blocking our own blessings by doing so. And then we say, well, no one here here's to help, but you always act as if you got it together. And so when you put that image, as if you do, you're sit, you're, 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 you're putting the energy out there that you don't need nobody. And Mm -hmm. I don't think people get that part. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the unhealthy portion because then you find yourself with having a nervous breakdown, find yourself sleep deprived, stressed out, overworked, and just mad and angry. And you're really depressed. Absolutely. Talk to me about seeking help, uh, counseling. Um, That portion is so needed Um, when we're going through, when we're dealing with the divorce, the breakup, the betrayal. um, It's, it's, it's not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's life. It's things that we, you know, some things we just can't control. Um, I believe regardless of who you are, you always need a team. And one thing about going through a divorce, or even if you're a person in a really bad relationship, that's done. You need to understand, you need to successfully plan for that. Mm. And no one teaches us that. They think, Mm -hmm. well, once you get out of this relationship, you're just going to ride into the sunset and everything's just going to work out. That's what you see in movies. Okay. (laughs) I mean, for real, you do. You see that in the film and you think that's going to be your life. And it's not going to be in a two hour or 24 hour turnaround. It's like, okay, what's next? And that's when you have to get very intentional and know that you could be emotionally intoxicated right now. Mm -hmm. It's just like a person who drinks a lot of alcohol. You don't think clearly. You make really poor decisions in that season. It's easy to do. I mean, it's just is. And then, but you want to pretend you're strong. And this is when you got to say, you know what, this hurts. And give yourself permission to understand that it does. Like, you don't have to show anybody that you good. Like, you have, you have nothing to prove to them. <laughs> to nobody. <laughs> to nobody. And, but you do owe you. Right. And so now we have to intentionally move forward and say, okay, I really don't know what to do. And let me allow myself to get help, whether that be therapy. Right. Um, and, and that's okay, whether yeah. it be coaching or both. Yeah. It really just depends on the individual and where they are in their own current growth and development. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some people may just need a coach. Some people need both. Some people might need therapy. But I, I really recommend that regardless if walking away was the best decision, because truthfully, it's not about your ex. It's more about you and mm-hmm. how you're going to allow this to impact you. Because that's what people don't understand when we go through adversities and life, unexpected life circumstances that we didn't want or prepare to happen. It can really change your mindset and it can keep you very limited on how far you could go. Yeah, absolutely. And right. so getting the help is more about you. Regard whatever, I tell people, that's your ex for a reason. Now let's focus on you and let's, let's put the energy back on the most important person in your life. And that's you. And that's building an intentional relationship with yourself. So you can really, really live a thriving life. You don't want to just survive. You really want to be very purposeful about moving forward. Yeah. I think a lot of times people are stuck in the story because they have not forgiven. Yes, Tanya, talk to me about the forgiveness <laughs> part. <laughs> you know what, Nicole, truthfully, I don't think we talk enough about people forgiving themselves. Mm, right. Now, I do believe you should forgive other people. Forgiveness sure. is really a healer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we give ourselves that 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 grace, that real mm-hmm. grace. Not, well, girl, I forgive me, but yeah. you really ain't 
That's really superficial deep stuff. Yeah, yeah, I forgive me, but no. Have you really? Have you really say? You know what? This isn't the end of my life. This was a chapter. And see what happens is that's when you know you're really forgiving yourself because you don't hold yourself to what has happened in the past. Yeah. When you that's how you know you're really forgiving yourself when you made peace with it where you say even though I don't know all the answers I'm going to still move forward mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold a grudge against myself because something didn't work out as planned so I believe that when you really understand the importance of healing that you can't skip forgiveness and I also believe that when you really learn how to develop a real self-forgiveness for you you're able to forgive the other person Oh, yeah. And yeah. really understand the true art of forgiveness and not think that it's this because, you know, I had a bad philosophy. Me and forgiveness weren't we just didn't like forgiving other people was just not my strength. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn how to forgive. I mm-hmm. had to learn, like literally understand that I needed to know what it meant and what it didn't mean. Mm-hmm. And and so truthfully, it allowed me to really see people for who they are, it allowed me to understand that they got their own story too, that they haven't healed from. That's the power of forgiveness. And this is what I teach my clients because I'm like, listen, I know you in this season, you might not be feeling your ex right now, Mm -hmm. but they have a story and they have trauma and they have pain. It doesn't excuse their behavior, but it does allow you to have some level of empathy. Absolutely. However, it's up to them to do the work. That's not your responsibility. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That is real, real good. Because a lot of times people are in that place where they don't know how to forgive. And they have a bad relationship as well with forgiveness. Because I've heard people, individuals say over and over, I will never forgive for that. I will never forgive for this. But you're you're so right. Tanya, talk to me a little bit about your book, your book. Your book is Divorce Your Story, A Woman's Guide to Heal and Thrive After Divorce. Yes, I wrote the book last year. Um, that wasn't my plan. Um, but my coach at the time, she said, um, you need to write a book. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, I don't write no book. But I said, all right, let me write this book. So I decided to write the book because, you know, I think it's a good starting point for those who just need to know what next. And and there's power in reading. And the goal of that book is to really divorce your story. It's it's called Divorce Your Story because, it's, again, we're not talking about the legal part. We're talking about the mental, the emotional, the financial, all those other layers that you need to intentionally divorce right? Because divorce is only looked at as this legally binded document when it's so much more deeper than that. It means to disassociate, disconnect, detach. And so what you want to do is detach yourself from things that will hold you back from living your your best life. And so I talk about all the things, it's, it's 20 chapters on 20 different things you need to divorce out of your life. Awesome. Awesome. And how can one purchase the book? They can actually go to my website, divorceyourstorybook.com, or they can purchase it on Amazon. Wonderful, wonderful. Tanya, Breathe Again is a moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. If you had a coaching client in front of you, and they're just a mess, they don't know which way to turn, they are stuck in the story, um, how would you minister to that individual? The first thing that it's important that one thing that I do to, to minister them because everybody's different on where they are emotionally. Um, one thing that I never do 
is I never want you to feel like you don't have feelings towards your situation. So one thing that I like to do is to really get deep with them on how they feel. But the most important thing I always ask people is that, do you want the help? Mm, Because not everyone wants the help. No, they say they want it. No, unfortunately, everybody doesn't. Some people want to, some people don't understand that they still, they really have gotten very addicted to pain. Mm, Oh, that's good. That's a whole nother episode. Yeah. That is so true. Go Mm -hmm. go on. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, look, go on. But yeah, that's a, that's a real thing. Some of us have become addicts and we'll stay long, we'll stay stuck in our story. And then we will, um, disguise it as well can't nobody tell me how long I can heal and I get it I think everybody healing journey is different however when you really want to get out of something this is when you have to set an intention mm-hmm. because it's not easy just because you walked away doesn't mean it's easier yeah you know what I mean and so now it's that thing of do you really want the help or do you just want a relief I, I see women you know, because I'm in a few groups and I, I read things and it's the same thing, just a different day. It's a new year, a new age, but the same story. Yeah. And that's how I was stuck in my story. Remember, I said I was stuck half of the decade and that was because I did not set the intention. I played a victim, even though I didn't think I was. I thought I was being a realist. I, I put limits on how far I could go because of what happened to me. So I was paralyzed to the past. And that's an easy thing to do. And sometimes you don't even realize it. Because again, everyone else around you is co-signing on your story. And so that's why it's very important to know, do you really want to heal or do you want to stay hurt? Yeah. How long do you want to hurt? And most people don't want to do the work because it's work. It's definitely work. It's it's, it's very difficult um, when, when I work with my clients in, in my 12-week program. You know, I tell them in the beginning is, you know, in the beginning, you're hyped because it's new, but then it gets messy. But then before you know it, you start going, you're going into a metamorphosis and you're turning into a butterfly. We're rebuilding a new foundation. You have to understand that some of us have a very sandy foundation. And so now we got to build that foundation on solid rock. And that takes some ownership. That takes nothing but ownership from you. You know, the person who hurt you, that's not your fault, but the healing is all of your responsibility. And that's the part that, you know, some of us really just don't want to play because that means I got to show up now and I can no longer like point the finger. I can only look within. And that takes a while to really, really get mentally, you know? Yeah, that's good, Tanya. That's real good. You mentioned your Thrive program. Talk a little bit about your masterclass, your program, and how individuals can um, sign up. Yeah, my 12-week program, um, that's more intense. Um, That's when we get real deep, raw, real. Um, (laughs) You have access to me for 12 weeks. I'm, I'm very selected on who I put in the program because that's the part, and it's like, okay, do you want the help? Because now I know when you sign up for 12 weeks, oh, you won't help because ain't nobody doing nothing that long. Right. Mm -hmm. So the goal of that program is to 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 create a new normal. Right. So like a lot of stuff that you probably was doing before, you're going to eventually stop doing because every week in that program, we we, we link up virtually on Zoom. Um, It's a group coaching program. So there's other women in the group because everyone always feels like they're by themselves Mm -hmm. and you're never alone. And so every week 
it's a class. Like, you know how you go to school? It's a class. You got to show up. You better have your binder because I'm giving you homework oh okay? <laughs> every week. Absolutely. Yeah. Because this is accountability. You paid your money and I take what I do seriously. And you're not going to be the same woman coming out of that program. And so we, we talk about a lot of things internally, externally. We get deep on understanding the unhealthy patterns you, you, you may have created that you don't even know or may be aware about. We talk about forgiveness. We talk about setting goals. Like we really, really, really go deep in that go whole deep. entire 12 weeks. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, mm -hmm. Unpeeling the layers. That's what it sounds like. Oh, yeah, you got to because the authentic you has to show up. And so that's what some of us don't even understand because of our stories and how we even were raised in many cases. Some of us have been raised on very cracked foundations or we picked up unhealthy habits that may not have been intentional, but then subconsciously we just do it and we don't even know it. And so this program is for you to really focus on you because when you're a parent, you're a mom, you're working, you're doing this, you're all over the place. Yes. You don't think about you. <laughs> That's right. And you so, are absolutely right. You don't. You just don't. You Because you feel like, you know what, I'm still handling my business. I'm good. You're a robot. But, yeah. But truthfully, a lot of the times you're not. You can still be handling your day-to-day -day and still mm -hmm. be hurt. But yeah. you're just so used to working and taking care of everybody else that you don't take the time to fill your own cup. So the homework is for you to really sit down and think for yourself and about yourself for once. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I give the homework because it gives that added extra accountability. Not to mention you build relationships with like-minded women along the way. And that's more important now because you need a village. You need people who are going to hold you accountable and who want to grow because some of us are trying to grow in environments that we've already outgrown. That's good. Real good. Now, how would the audience reach out to you to purchase your book or to sign up for your Thrive program? Okay, so right now my Thrive program is about to close for the rest of the year. So I'm, I'm actually not taking anyone into January. Um, however, you can always reach out to me on my website at tanyacarter.com. You can follow me on Miss Tanya Speaks on Instagram, or you can email me at info at tanyacarter.com. And they can purchase that book from the website as well. Divorceyourstorybook.com. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know what, Tanya, that has been our time. Thank you so much for joining me and for sharing your story and those wonderful tips. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.